Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast, an unofficial Sex in the City podcast, hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? How has your post-Valentine's Day week been? Are you excited? Did you get the gifts that you wanted? Were you treated to some romantic bacon-wrapped scallops? Oh, jeez, that sounds good. Now I want bacon-wrapped scallops. That's what I had for last Valentine's Day, and it was so oh, good. That's amazing. I want it. There's a place up in Tahoe called Garwoods, mm-hmm. and they do, like, brunches and stuff like that, and they post stuff on Instagram. And every time I see that, I'm like, I would literally give up my firstborn child to eat brunch there. Um, last year for Valentine's Day, me and Chalon went up to Old Town Sacramento oh, and we were sitting right on the river. It was so fantastic. And at the end of the night, because it was Valentine's Day, they were giving out roses to like all the girls. And obviously we're a same sex couple. So the waitress came up to us. She was like, um, I didn't know which one of you was the girl. So, and then she brought us both flowers. And me and Challen were laughing Girl. for, like, 15 minutes. Like, I was really excited that I got a flower. But also, I was like, I don't think you understand how same-sex relationships work. Yes. None of us are the girl I <laughs> right of, here. Yeah, I hate when people say stuff like that. Like, which one of you was the... No, a relationship is about two people being together. It's not about one person being, like, dominant over the other, which is kind of what they mean when they mean. Yeah feminine and and masculine which is gross and i just oh my god i couldn't and i was like whatever man this was delicious i had bacon wrap scallops and a steak and it was delicious and i got flowers and i got to see challen legit just bust out laughing like red skin crying it was so amazing buddy that's so sad (laughs) (laughs) i saw the videos it makes me happy i love it we're gonna watch this later (laughs) that's a whole other podcast so so we are recapping today season one, episode 11, that is called The Drought. An incident prompts Carrie to believe she and Mr. Big will never share a bed again, and Samantha craves old-fashioned sex. <sighs> so, um, the, this is what kills me about this show. So the episode starts out with Carrie talking about how she and Mr. Big have been seeing each other for only a few weeks. You have to be seeing each other for at least a month for a pregnancy scare. So last episode is utter garbage. So I'm like, what is wrong with you? And I mean, I get that it only takes one time for a pregnancy scare, but like literally were you, were you two weeks into the relationship when you were supposed to get your period? (laughs) And, and then maybe last episode, I've got to take a couple of things back because that sort of makes sense that she wouldn't tell him and that she would be super scared about it. And like, cause it's been a, Two days and a half since they started right. relationshiping. On the other hand, like, this is this is the 11th episode, and I feel like they've been together for months. See, I feel like it could be one of those things where this show takes place, like, every week. Like, how mm-hmm. normalized television shows. So they've been together, this being the 11th episode, for 11 weeks now. But because it's New York, she says a few weeks... But it's New York, so they have no concept of anything, how anything works. <laughs> it's a New York minute. Yeah, so yeah. essentially, just like how it's been a few weeks, just like all the clubs that they go to are just really loud bars. Right. <laughs> and so they're in bed together, and they are um, basically just having a, a good time, enjoying each other's company, and Carrie farts. And loses her goddamn mind about it. <laughs> like, I mean, the way that she reacted was so much more embarrassing than actually farting in front of somebody. 
I feel, but... She was just overboard. She was, like, bumping over each other. Big was having a grand old time. He was laughing and, so like, hard. Like, this was the most I've ever liked Big, because Big yes. didn't freak out about it. He mm-hmm. didn't make it a big issue. He was like, this is... It's funny. This is funny. We it's made it to happen. a good place. Yeah. This is funny. And even later on, they're having dinner together, and... He, she gets up to get him more sauce. He puts a whoop cushion in her seat. She sits down. She's obviously uh, mortified. And Big is dying. It was funny. It, that I, was hilarious. It was so hilarious. And, and it, it, to me, it felt like such a tender, sweet moment like in a relationship where Big is just like, we can laugh about this. It's fine. Right? Yes. And I really, I feel that way too. Like, this is the most I have ever liked Big because he's actually having a good time. He's being funny. He's being, like, playful. Like, I think that Maybe it's been just a few weeks for him. Like, maybe he's suddenly, like, invested in, in Crazy Pants McGee Carey. Because <laughs> <laughs> she is freaking crazy about it. Because even though he's clearly okay about it, that night they go to bed and he says that he's tired and he just wants to call it a night. Which is completely understandable. Like, you do not have to fuck like rabbits at the beginning of your relationship. Is it fun? Yes. But you shouldn't be going to each one of your girlfriends individually talking about how you farted in front of him and so god forbid you know that he's going to stop having sex with you now and now it's been oh my god a week and he we've only had sex three times instead of what like the 75 that you usually do (laughs) you know like it just it's not that big of a deal and honestly i find and you can 100 percent correct me on this if i'm wrong but i feel like um Sleeping with somebody and and like not having sex is more tender. Yeah. Than just falling asleep because you just had sex. Being able to do that is the really nice thing. Where you're just mm-hmm. like, hey, let's just spend the night. Like we don't have to have sex or anything. Let's just be here together. Right, and that's not necessarily like a relationship thing either. Like if I have friends that are over and you know like they're tired and they don't want to drive home or whatever, like. Just let's, let's go to sleep. Like, that's, it's not a big deal. That's a closeness. Yeah. That's like, nice. Like, and I like that that's a closeness, and I feel like that's a friendship thing, and I don't think... I feel like sleeping in the same bed together is, like, a friendly closeness, um, but not as friendly of a closeness as that, like, sex is. Right. No, definitely not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like sex is definitely a line where it's like, yeah... Body parts are, are being inserted into other body parts. Like, that's a little close. But if you're just cuddling in a bed, like, it's sweet, but it's not that big of a deal. And it isn't. It isn't that big of a deal. It's just having those nice, soft moments mm-hmm. with the people that you care about. And I think that's good. I wish I was better at doing it, because literally I hate sharing a bed with anybody. It's not because I don't like you. It's not because I don't feel close to you. <laughs> it's because I need my own space, especially when it comes to sleeping. If I'm in a bed by myself, I will knock the hell out and never wake up until like my time is due if i'm in a bed with someone they don't even have to be touching me they can just be on the opposite side of the bed but because they're there there's just this like angry energy that i carry and i was like <laughs> get out you're in my bed get out get out get out of my bed i mean i can understand that too for sure but anyway i think that they've gotten to the point where they are not having to have sex but sleeping in the same bed like he's totally cool with her staying there and so i think that that's like a nice cute level to get to 
with them. But she, of course, isn't seeing it that way. She's going to everybody and being like, oh, my gosh, I farted. He doesn't like me. I'm not perfect. Blah, blah, blah. Which, I mean, like... Samantha says something about how women aren't allowed to, uh, a woman aren't allowed to be human. Um, but I feel like that is so much of what a woman projects onto herself. Like, I think that women, honest to God, will, like, buy mascara, wear makeup, do, you know, hold back some of themselves because they don't feel like their true personality is worthwhile. And I think that that's something that they put on themselves. I don't think that's something that guys do. And maybe that's just because I come from a place where I was I was brought up to you be who you are. You don't try and be anybody else and if they don't like you then screw them. Right. And so I'm still a person coming from that place where I'm like this is who I am. And if you don't like me, hey, I'm not for everybody. Yeah. Like I'm not a I'm not your flavor. Right, I'm totally not your flavor, and that's that's fine. Like, there's people that can dislike me, and I'm completely cool with that. But a lot of women don't feel like that. A lot of women feel like everyone has to like them, and so they hold back a, a piece of who they are, you know, or they get waxed. Like, Samantha says that some dude dumped her because she missed a bikini wax. And Bye. I'm so sorry, but I don't. I call shenanigans on that. I do. I think that's bullshit because I when, think when that a guy notices, like when a guy notices, like there's something else going on that he just doesn't want to deal with. Like because I've had so many encounters where, like after the fact, I've been like, oh my god, I wasn't ready for sex. I was my body was not up to date on all of the like you know waxing and plucking and all of that other stuff. But it happened and everybody was happy about it. I really think that once you're like up in somebody's business like that, you're not sitting there going, oh, honey, when's the last time you shaved? Honey, I can't do this. Right? It's weird. It is weird. I think there is a level, like, if you're in a relationship, you both try to do what you can to look good for the other person. But not... Not when you're on a strict regimen of, if you don't do this, if you don't do this, take care of yourself, I'm not going to be here with you. Right. And I think that's what women honestly think. And that's stupid. Don't do that to yourself. Right? It's like, don't, don't, life is already so stressful. There are certain things that you cannot control in this life that we just have to learn to like go with the flow. Don't add stress to yourself by trying to make yourself look like a fucking Barbie. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah. And there's, there's no reason like be who you are. And if they like you, then they're worth keeping around. That explains Miranda, because she hasn't had sex with three in three months. Because nobody likes her. No, nobody likes her. But you know what? Most of the time, she's okay with that. And I I kind of respect her a little bit this episode, because she she's the one who's in a actual drought, <laughs> as opposed to everyone else, um, where she's just, you know, whatever. She's not, like, dating, or the dates aren't being fruitful, or whatever. And so she's been um, in a sexual drought for three months. And there's some weird-ass dude construction worker outside of her Blockbuster, which, second product placement, first one's Rabbit, second one's Blockbuster. That was so sad. I want to go back to Blockbuster. I love Blockbuster. (laughs) It was so so 90s. It was adorable. But she goes to return her videos, and there's this construction worker, like, yelling at her. And finally, at the end, she, you know, approaches him, and she was like, I need to get laid. Is that what you're going to do? And he's like, oh, I'm married. I'm like... What's wrong with people? 
You were fucking assholes. Yeah, he was like, just trying to look in the foot of all of his friends. Right, and that's ridiculous. What is wrong with him? I See, back to girls. Don't add that stress. Boys are dumb. Right, and you know Samantha says that too, where she like she's like they're simple. Just go and fuck his brains out. Yeah, they're like plants. <laughs> right, they're like plants, which I could not. I was like, they're like plants. What are you talking about? You just have to feed them and they'll grow. Is that what you just show them a tit and they'll grow like penis wise, like erections. <laughs> Except unless you're in Charlotte's case, Charlotte is in a relationship with a new man, Kevin. What is this new man per episode so far? Yeah. She wants to slut shame other people, carry them with the same guy. Ugh. Yeah. My has been with like any. Ugh. Anyways, yeah. um, shots with this new guy who is respecting her boundaries. They're being cute. They're cuddling, but they haven't had sex yet. Until she finds out that Carrie has actually been in a relationship with her current boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And she's, Carrie says that when she was dating Kevin, he was a sex maniac. And that's what led to the end of the relationship. And that inspires something in Charlotte where she is ready to have sex. The fact that he mm-hmm. was so restrained around her. He really respected her. She appreciated it. So now she's ready for sex. Mm-hmm. Because of that, that's what set fire to her loins. Because girls love to feel special. Girls love to feel special. (laughs) And when Charlotte decides to have sex with Kevin, Kevin drops a bomb that is actually on Prozac, and because of that, his libido is practically non-existent. Rut row. And of course this shouldn't mean anything to little old Charlotte, because it's about love, it's not about sex. But then she turns into utter garbage at the end of the episode, too, when she... She dumps him because he was like, wouldn't you rather be with somebody who really appreciates and loves you, you know, rather than like a asshole sex maniac? And she's like, no. And she dumps him. And she dumps him. So if you ever need to, if you ever think that you're going to feel bad about one of these characters in the position they're in, just remember that they're all fucking garbage. They are terrible. Even Samantha, who's my favorite. Yes. She's usually the one that has a head on her shoulders, and in this episode, she was the one giving out the worst advice. She was. She was giving out terrible advice, while at the same time, she was the only one who was voluntarily not having sex, because some, you know, shavasana, <laughs> granola, <laughs> namaste in bed dude, like, <laughs> like so told her that tantric, non-sexual things was what he does. And that turned her on by, like, not having... It was it was terrible. I'm sorry. It was just unnecessary. It was, like, sometimes they just, like, want to shoehorn these, like, B-plots in. And it's just awkward. And it's really... This, this first season's not their best at. <laughs> and, um, and, yeah, and Samantha, out of all of them, deciding to withhold is just ridiculous. It would have been a much more interesting choice to have Charlotte decide to withhold and then say that she can't do it rather than Samantha doing what Samantha's going to do. Like, there's no character development. And then just going back to yoga and then asking the guys in her yoga class if they want to fuck. And one of them says yes, and I think that's great. (laughs) He's like, yeah. Like, that's fantastic. Like, I'm doing yoga right now. Can you imagine being, like, at Chris's yoga class? And (laughs) someone be like, want to fuck? And be like, um, you better respect the fuck out of this place, okay? That's my friend up there. He's teaching yoga right now. (laughs) Well, that's because Christopher is my friend. I don't get that. I wouldn't do that. I'm there for me. I would be like, could you wait until after class? (laughs) And then I will. Actually, can you wait until tomorrow? (laughs) Because after class, my thighs are going to be fucking on fire fire because chris likes to do that chris is chris loves his his chair poses 
he's he's a monster. Saturday morning. <laughs> but I love him. <laughs> if you guys are free, come yeah. join Paige and I for yoga. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Carrie's acting super crazy. And I've, so I've never really had, until recently, a group of girlfriends that all knew each other. But Carrie goes to each of them individually to talk about the whole fart and everything. And I kind of... Oh, I almost have to wonder if, like, they get together without her sometimes and be like, oh, my God, isn't she a crazy bitch? I would love to see that. That's the show I'd fucking love to see. Right? Is the one going, oh, my God, she farted. Who cares? What if none of them actually like her? <laughs> she's, like, the Karen of the group, and they all be behind her back. <laughs> and she's like, actually, I give her this advice. This and she like, fucking flipped she, out on big. Oh, my God, what a it. stupid idiot. Right. She, oh, my God, I would have watched the shit out of that show. I would have, too. And... <laughs> She, I mean, Carrie does have, like, this really honest moment where she says that it's exhausting being with Big because she's not being who she is. Right, but why? And honestly, I think that women, as women, we know that we overthink things more than guys do. Mm -hmm. Guys are way more, like, simple about their thought process than we are. And we legitimately will go through the whole range of, like, thought processes in, in seconds. And... And that's crazy. Like, if we actually vocalized everything that we thought at the time, it would chase literally everyone in our lives away. And so, there, I think to a certain degree, we hold back on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Everybody does. But that's also... There's two situations going on. I think in that situation, there's just that recognizing when it's an appropriate time Mm -hmm. to do that. Because then guys also don't do everything that they That that they're thinking about. Yeah. Right. Because then you you have to essentially pick your battles not that everything's gonna end up in a fight but you have to know like okay when is it appropriate to do this when is it appropriate to do this women judge each other though or their women judge themselves is what i should say and they immediately are overthinking about the overthinking and then like and then you stress honestly out saying to themselves okay i can't say that because then they're not gonna like me they're not gonna like me if i go well where are you going what are you doing because i'm actually Interested and not that I'm being a crazy bitch. Right. There's a difference, and it's very difficult to see that difference. And so I think that's really what it is: is that women are like, well, I'll just I'll ease them into my personality because, you know, I don't want them to think that that I'm crazy. But then that's also weird because then you have that switch, where you're you think you're in a relationship with one person, mm-hmm. and even though you're being eased into it, you're also just like, where is this coming from? Where? Yeah. What you weren't like this before, things like that. So mm-hmm. then, yeah, it's not. And regardless smart. of what you're doing, then it's just really difficult for the other person. To be like, oh, I thought I knew who you were. I, I thought we were on the same plane or the same level about certain things, and I'm seeing that there's all these other things about you. Not, and it's, and I know it's really hard, and it's that like pressure that society puts on women to be perfect, to do this, to do this, to do this, not say the wrong things. Mm-hmm. But then it's also hard for the person in your relationship because you're like, oh, this isn't exactly what I signed up for. Yeah. Like, I thought I was going in for this. This is the difference. Should, maybe if I had known this person first, that's what I would knew I was getting into. Mm-hmm. But because it's different now, now I'm weird. Now now the situation's changed. Now I don't know how to respond. Now I don't know how to be part of this. Yeah. It's not smart. It's not a good move completely. And I'm, I know that I can be, like, really dry and really sarcastic and it can come off badly. And so a lot of the time when I'm meeting new people, I do back that element of myself or at least try and and take it back a little bit because I, it, I could absolutely come off like a just really 
bitter, jaded asshole bitch, but in actuality, I'm one of those people that I'm like, oh my god, puns are fantastic, you guys. Puns. <laughs> I'm like, I love them so much. <laughs> like, like yeah, there's so so many like little goofy things that I I think are funny, but I'm so my my personality is dry and sarcastic, and so people don't believe that. Mm-hmm. And it's I know that my specific personality is weird like it's it comes from different places there's different things where people are like I wouldn't expect that from you and I'm like well this is it (laughs) well this is it and that's but it's but I know that it can be like confusing in that way and so I do and almost everything that I do I sort of ease my way into it and you and I were talking about this the other day about how we kind of are are like vanilla until we know what everyone else's flavors are and then we kind of mix in with it and you know see where where we fit in and i think that girls do that with relationships but they do that on an insanely high level and they're so self-conscious because this person likes them and so they don't want to screw that up right and that's carrie's biggest struggle it's so easy to say carrie's just ridiculous and out of her mind and i know that i'm guilty of saying those things But with all of what you just said, it makes sense why Carrie's having this panic and this freak out. Mm -hmm. I think the writing is to blame in the sense that we've seen Carrie do this before. So it wouldn't make sense in this specific episode to be freaking out over what big things about her. Because, like, we've literally seen her do worse things. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so it doesn't make sense that in this episode she's the one worried about being perfect things. Where she's gone in fights with Big, she's chased down his ex-wife and stalked her and, like, tried to set up a meeting with her. She's done all these different things, and for her now to be like, oh, this is why, because it's a vulnerable place in me where I'm just worried about being perfect. It's like, yeah, but we've we've seen you go through worse and Big is fine with it. Big literally just likes you. Right. Big likes you. Big Big has seen how fucking crazy you are. Right. And he's okay with it. Yeah, the whole, like, the ex-wife thing was nuts. Yeah, no, that's definitely a basis to, like, fucking leave somebody. Yeah, that's when he should have left. And so, farting, no big deal. No big deal. Right. It's like, oh no, I farted in front of him. Bitch, you stalked his (laughs) ex-wife. And he knows about it and he still likes you. Like, you pretty much... You can be you at that point. Yeah. He knows what kind of ride he's in for. Yeah. He knows what he's getting into and you're the one who's being crazy. And I think that's their entire relationship. And that's why it is so exhausting. Yeah. And And that's why Carrie's exhausted too because then she's like, wait, how are you so chill? Mm -hmm. He's like, because I fucking like you, bitch. Mm -hmm. I don't know what else you want. It's fine. Yeah. Things are fine. I just like being with you and being around you. Yeah, but girls are crazy. Girls are crazy and boys... Okay, so girls overthink and guys underthink everything. Like... Yeah. Back to this original problem that we said from episode one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And so there's a couple of days where she doesn't talk to him because she freaks out and leaves his apartment when he won't have sex with her because he's watching a fight and she's being a horny bitch. She invites herself over. She, yeah, she He's like, yeah, it's okay if you come over. He's watching the fight and she's trying to make the moves on him. It's only round four of this boxing match. Like, we know how long those things can go. And he's like... Can you please just respect the fact that I'm trying to watch this? Yeah, which she should. I mean, like, she shouldn't have invited herself over, first of all. And secondly, he probably should have said something like, yeah, you can come over, but I'm watching the fight. Right. You know, just just a little bit more communication on both of their parts, of their would, parts. Be, would be fantastic. So it's a couple of days, and he comes over to her apartment for the first time, which... It's interesting that he knows exactly which one is her apartment, but he's never been there because he just, like, rings the, the, the doorbell to 
come up or the intercom or whatever. He sees and, the window. And yeah, I but I mean, does he? I don't think that there's a moment where like she's like looking out the window at him yet. Not yet. There's definitely more to come later. Either, but, but either way, like so, it's the first time in her apartment, and I think this is actually the place where it is pretty good acting, pretty good writing, where he comes in. He looks around. Her apartment's garbage. It's trashed. Like, she's painting her kitchen, which is stupid because she doesn't use her kitchen. Um, and she's, yeah, she's just painting. There's crap all over the place. She doesn't hang up any of her art. And so it's just, it, it's it's her apartment. It's messy and it's awful and it's her. And he looks around and he says, I like it. She starts making excuses for it. No, we need to do the curtains and the floor needs to be stripped and blah, blah, blah. He's like, I like it. And he means her. Yes. And he, whether whether or not he actually as a man gets that, that that's where that is, where that's what she means, what she's worried about or not. He definitely gets that across. He's like, I'm letting you know through this metaphor, through this extended <laughs> metaphor, but that it's okay. Do you guys really come over with metaphors? Guy, big is a different kind of gentleman. True. But I don't know that I would give him that much credit. <laughs> then he really was like, I'm going to come over and I'm going to use a metaphor to show her how I love her. I don't her. think that was a plan. Because honestly, like, I think that Carrie, and I think that women do this a lot too, where they will put emotional things into these these metaphors where and it's not even a metaphor it's just like something and it connects and because we overthink about everything <laughs> we're like oh my gosh he he told me that my that you know my my apartment my messy terrible apartment was was okay and that means that he loves me as a person Ugh. and it's, it's just awesome he chose me he loves me <laughs> like that's i mean girls are are so they get really emotional about everything, but especially about relationships, because it is so hard, because guys aren't very verbal when it comes to expressing that they do, in fact, like you. And this goes back to the last episode where we were talking about, like, love languages and words of affirmation is one of them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that is pretty pretty important in in the, the grand scheme of things. It might not be um, someone's number one. But I think that it's always important for people to hear. Like, you know, I, I love you. I respect you. You know, I'm your friend. You're amazing. Like, people need that. And maybe people in our lives, because we're in the theater community, need it a little more. <laughs> like, <laughs> they need applause to live. Like, yeah, they, they need applause to live. I think words of affirmation is pretty high on any, any thespian's list. But then you also... It's really difficult also being friends with thespians because the moment you give them good words or words of encouragement, they have to do that thing where they're like, oh, stop it. Oh, stop. Oh, man. Yeah. You're lying. It was right. not that good. Right. Thespians want compliments but also don't know how to fucking take compliments and that's why I don't compliment anybody ever. That's a lie. Who have I ever complimented? Me. Yeah, but like you're special. Oh. <laughs> Girls like to feel special. Ah! I'm going to take that metaphor and be like, you love me. <laughs> <laughs> social media guess who loves me <laughs> through extended metaphor and through connecting the metaphor. dots i figured out joe daniel loves me Yay! <laughs> so it's and it's great because he comes over he compliments her trash apartment and notices the 
the, the couple having crazy sex across the the street from her in another apartment. And he's and he says we could probably do better than that. They start kissing. I love it because you you were like talk about your problems, but honestly, for Carrie going through the whole metaphor thing, she's she's good. But she won't be good. She's gonna she find another fucking she, problem that she's not gonna fucking talk to Big about, and yes. Big's gonna be like we're fine, and she's gonna be like everything's good. Talk about your fucking problems right now, out loud, no fucking metaphors, let them know what the fuck, and be like, Carrie, you need to stop being so fucking crazy, I fucking like you, please don't overthink things, and so Carrie's gonna be like, can I just get a little bit more from you, can you fucking just talk to me about certain things, and bam, your relationship is a lot better already, I'm saving you a bunch of seasons and one failed marriage. I just don't understand people who don't talk about the problem. I don't either. And last episode, Samantha was like, oh, you have to be honest and communi- communi- communicative. 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 <laughs> to Charlotte. She's like, oh, if you're 25, that's cute, but you're 32 and that's dumb. And I was like, how is that dumb? That would save people so many problems. I yeah. just don't understand. Yeah. No, they do. They need to talk about it. But a lot of people don't know how to communicate, even if they're talking. Yes. They can be talking and not communicating. Definitely. And I agree. And yeah, it's, it's hard. (laughs) This is why relationships are dumb. Why do people do this to themselves? (laughs) So that we can have podcasts. (laughs) Do it for the podcast. Doing it for the podcast. Well, so that was episode 11. Um, Our next episode is actually the last episode of season one. The last episode of season one, you guys, that's wild. We made it this far. We did. We're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's it's been pretty pretty fun, pretty like rocky, and I love it. And we're probably gonna do um, the next episode, and then we're gonna take a little hiatus, and then we were we're gonna come back stronger and better and amazing and sexier and super sexier but and a lot more drunk sometimes that's after the next episode <laughs> so calm your tits for a moment and make sure and send us your bad dates because uh, we'll do a bad ep- bad date episode soon um, and where can they send those they can go ahead and send those to I couldn't help a podcast at gmail.com or they can send us private messages on Twitter and Instagram at we swear on Chanel. And if they want to be our friends on Facebook, they absolutely can. It's a Couldn't Help It podcast. Just go ahead and search it. And it's our amazing pink icon done by Derek Armstrong, who's amazing. Who's amazing, (laughs) who helped us out through the graphic design. And he's fantastic. And we love and appreciate him. And hopefully we can get him on the podcast so you all can get to know the amazing man that he is. Yes, for sure. So until next time, make sure to always wear wear a condom. condom. Bye. Bye.